0: Today is Saturday, the 26th of January, 2013. I am your host, Ivanus, and this is episode number 39. Welcome to Through the Palantir, Lotro from a Different Perspective. Alright, before we get this whole thing properly on the road, let's go ahead and give a quick little disclaimer. Through the Palantir does not in any way, shape, or form claim any ownership over the intellectual properties that are discussed on the show. They are discussed and referenced solely for the purposes of entertainment and education, And the reason we actually do the whole thing is because we are very passionate fans of these properties themselves. So this is all just because of how much we appreciate what's actually there, that they're even on the show, and that the show even exists. So understand that, and take it accordingly. And now a word from our sponsors. Through the volunteer is brought to you by the Home Despot. Are you tired of not being able to properly enforce your tyrannical will upon the population of your abode? Well, fret no more. The Home Despot has everything you could possibly need to set up your dictatorship properly and rule it with an ironclad fist that is completely unopposable. Speak to our Mandate Center if your wishes and whims are not being carried out and tampered into stones as a baseline for future generations and policies as soon as you utter them. Our specialists are standing by to help you achieve everything you want to with minimal effort. Less legislating and making of rules and more enjoyment of thraldom. that's just one st- closer to ultimate power from the home despot. Alright, so it has been quite a while since the last episode that I recorded, I believe uh, sadly that I <laughs> recorded that one uh, in the first week of January and have been a little slack and lax about getting my next episode out on time. <clears throat> but anyway, at least I'll have it before the end of January as long as I get it edited in time. So what have I done in the intervening time? Well... I've done quite a few things, actually, not necessarily all in game, but <laughs> quite a bit. Let's go ahead and start off with the captain, who he has been steadily grinding away at his high dailies, and finally managed to get far enough along that he has got uh, a lot of the deeds done. He's got kindred with every single faction out in Rohan. He has got his full set of armor. He has actually gone into the Etmoors a couple times and done some one versus ones, which actually I made into a a video which has gone up on the YouTube channel now, and that's where he's at. He's still working on rebuilding that entire town, but he's in a pretty decent spot right now. Uh, Still needs work on all kinds of stuff, but uh, I'm pretty happy with where he is for the moment. The Guardian, sadly, has been almost entirely neglected. I took him up to, I want to say like 80 or 81. I think he's 80. I got him finished with the Norcroft sent into Eoworth, but that's really all that I have done with him, and he has just been a little stagnant in terms of his progress. But I should be getting back to him fairly soon here, as long as I can deal with other distractions. Uh, The Reaver, I've done next to nothing with him. He has been improving his Audacity ranks now. Uh, Just tonight, he hit Audacity rank 10 after I finished up with the recording for the static creep group and all the other stuff that was going on. And I'd actually had him out and was uh, rolling around with him earlier today, and I really had a lot of fun with him, actually. I enjoy the reaver. It's it's a simple, in terms of the focus of what you're doing, uh, but there's enough complexity to actually achieving that task that it's a fun class for me to, do, to play, and he's not so simple that it's boring. Anyway, uh, next up is the uh, fellowship of the creeps group which my war leader for that he has been progressing quite well he's got four of his crude maps now he's actually up to seven audacity and he is uh, getting very close to being able to have his next crude map and then he will start up on his tier of poor maps which will uh, leave him in a pretty good spot and then on my main war leader i have of course been doing some standard pvmp uh, i've been doing 1v1s and stuff i've made a Another video. and finally got that up after the last episode went out. And uh, today I was doing more 1v1s. Actually got some stuff recorded and all kinds of things. But uh, in the intervening time, I've actually run into a bunch of people who uh, I've had very interesting conversations and, and fun times with. I I ran into uh, multiple war leaders that I have talked to about the game stuff. Uh, there was a warg two weeks ago that he was just starting out in the entire game and I logged into to the Etmores and he was asking for help and he actually sent me a tell asking about help and everything and I got to do the Etmores tour with him which I have not done that tour in so long that I can't even think of when the last time I did it was it was so great to actually get to do that again and that was how really helped remind me of why I actually play this game and it's it's not for the, uh, the purposes of achieving random stuff and everything, it's more about hanging out with people and just having a good time in a, in a universe that I enjoy, that I really like, with people that are a lot of fun to be around, honestly. And so we, I did that, uh, I ran into a, a war leader on the, I want to say week, uh, one week ago, yeah I think it was one week ago, who was actually a watcher of my channel. And he was actually a rank ten from Imladris, but he had rolled a new war leader over on Landravel, and I ran around with him for a while. We had an absolute blast, and we, we talked shop and all kinds of stuff. Just, oh, I had a great time with the guy. And uh, he had, uh, I think he was rank three or so, but he had bought some you know, store skills and things. But having ranked up another war leader to rank ten. It is a world of difference when you see someone who, it's their first character and they've bought skills from the store, and you see someone and it's their second or third character of that type, and they've bought stuff from the store because they know how to apply everything. They've basically got a gimped version of their regular character, but even with the handicap imposed on them, they are still going to be a lot more deadly and dangerous and effective than someone who's just learning about their stuff. And he definitely proved that. Uh, The other really fun thing about that was that he actually talked me into doing something that I have avoided doing for most of the game, but I actually went ahead and did it, which was I used the adoption system, which uh, took a little bit of time to get to work, just because there is the whole uh, set which generation your character is, which I had never touched that or anything. And once we realized that was what the problem was, then we had the whole thing set up. But I... I actually did adopt him, so now there is someone running around out there with Son of Ugmog as one of their possible titles. Eh, what can you say? I personally am pretty happy with the, with the choice for Adopted Son because he's proved himself very well in combat. Ugmog and Sharky are both pleased. I want Sauron benefits too, on the side. Whatever. Uh, then the, there was uh, Yoke Roundbelly. everybody um, <laughs> I've talked about Ron Billy before on the show, he's come up, but just earlier today, this morning actually, he was on his war leader, and his war leader's rank 4, so the same as my secondary war leader. He actually sent me a tell asking me about traits and stuff, and so I talked to shop a little bit, then I ended up jumping onto second war leader, and we ran around duo for, I want to say a couple hours, and we just had a blast with it, we were doing stupid stuff and getting along with it. Like uh, we ended up with, (laughs) we were trying to move through the delving to get somewhere more quickly and pulled one of the delving ghosts on us, which is actually way more than we could handle. And then we were walking into enemy NPCs and the ghost was just taking them apart and we were also taking them apart and stuff. And then he was in the process of killing us when we had the bright idea that, you know, we should take him back to our NPCs just around the corner (laughs) and managed to get him killed. But the really fun thing was when we finally managed to get out of the delving and up to that outpost, we arrived and there were a couple people there who were in the middle of trying to take it. They were just right in front of the doorway fighting all the patrolling NPCs and it was a wark and a black arrow. And then the two of us showed up as actual healing muscle and everything and the four of us, we didn't all group up, it was just the two of us grouped up and those guys weren't grouped, but we fought all the NPCs and everything And a minstrel showed up, and we had respawns coming, but we managed to keep everyone alive and put down the minstrel, and then we managed to finally get upstairs, get on the Captain General, the minstrel came back a couple more times, (laughs) even one time where I was just about to walk away and go do laundry, and just before I left, I I saw the animation of the column of light from the minstrel's attack and realized what was happening, and sat back down, we took care of the minstrel, I got the laundry done, we came back still alive and then at the very end a champion showed up, we managed to drop the Captain General, but that we just couldn't drop this champion. Even though we were barely keeping the other people alive, especially the warg was just on the, the edge of getting killed. But the champion finally dropped downstairs. The other two guys jumped after him to pursue and the two more leaders got on the flag. And we were sure that those two guys were gonna get killed by the champ, but that they would at least buy us some time. But then another Black Arrow, a very high-ranked one, and a a Defiler, I want to say, showed up and actually flattened the champ behind us. Didn't even see them until after we came downstairs, but we got the death message. And just had so much fun doing that stuff. (laughs) Taking some low-ranked war leaders and just having a blast and uh, hanging out in Ventrilo with somebody that's uh, fun to be with. Stuff like that just makes my day. And then, of course, just earlier this evening was uh, one of our recording sessions, which was one of the raid groups. And the last raid group that we had, the last time we did the night, and uh, then the time I did a raid right after that, in the interval between those uh, two episodes, just didn't go very well. I I wasn't on top of my game, I've been having performance issues with my machine, which are actually getting a little bit better. I've been slowly working and tinkering away at settings and everything, and trying to get that fixed. But, uh, no, it, 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 it just didn't go very well, and I wasn't too happy about that or anything, but tonight actually went quite well, and that uh, left me in a pretty good mood, left me with a ridiculously high inflated rating because of the way combat works now and ratings just shoot up and down all throughout the night depending on when you get, whenever you get killed or not. But uh, the stuff that really, really stood out for tonight was that uh, inside of Tirith Raw, we were fighting, and we were just pushing up through the captain general room going up towards the back area, and I got War leader bugged right on that last staircase before the quest room and so then I was just oh great this is is terrible I got the bug I'm gonna be walked out for like a half hour the show is gonna go on, not gonna be there. I'm not gonna be able to lead the raid it's this is a mess and, and also that would be the first time that I've ever been leading a raid and got the War leader bug and had to Call off the raid because of that. It's happened in small groups, but for, for some reason I've managed to never have that happen to me while I'm actually in a raid uh, until this time. But then, you know, I, I didn't log out at first. I was still, you know, just finish this fight and I'll deal with all the stuff going on. As we were fighting there and I was just kind of wandering around in front of the freeps and targeting and stuff, something happened with the servers and I came back to life and unbugged and I was back to being regular and normal, and that's the first time that I have ever seen the war leader bug undo itself, and it was pretty impressive, for me at least. And I was very very happy about it. The one thing is that when it happened, uh, I ended up with the the tar bug on me instead, so I was moving at minus 50% speed with the fire mitigation debuff. And for the whole rest of the fight at TR, which dragged on for a long time, I was running around with that debuff on me until we finally managed to take the keep and get some downtime and I mapped off and jumped off a-, a cliff to go ahead and get myself sent to the red circle and have that problem solved. But aside from that cliff jump, I didn't have any more deaths the entire evening and uh, everything else was quite successful. <sighs> Outside of the game, I've been playing Total War 2 a little bit, uh, using that Lord of the Rings mod, which I had thought about getting for a while, but uh, there was a big Steam sale that went on you know, that first week of January, and I could pick it up very, very cheaply, so I did, and I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. And then I got distracted from that before I got a whole lot <laughs> further into it. I was ready to get back to doing uh, Lord of the Rings Total War and stuff, and instead I got pulled off into Dwarf Fortress. And I tried Dwarf Fortress, I want to say back around like episode 8 or 9 or something, way back the first year we were doing uh, episodes and stuff. And I downloaded it, and I tried it a little bit, and I I made like one fort and tried to reclaim it four times or so, I couldn't get anything working properly. And then it sat on my computer and never went anywhere, and I never did anything with it for years. And then I started, uh, let's see, I read some more Let's Play stuff uh, of Succession games and I said, I want to try this again. So I pulled out Dwarf Fortress and, uh, I cheated, I pulled out the wiki and stuff to actually give me some help. And now, after three forts built in the 2012 version, uh, my third one managed to be actually fairly self-sustaining. And then I accidentally deleted it because I thought I was making a copy of the saved game. And didn't quite work out that way when I wanted to take a look at the legends. But still, I'm actually pretty surprised about how quickly I was able to pick up on actually getting some of the mechanics of that to work, and it is a fun game, but it is very time-consuming and very distracting, so I will have to do something about making sure that it does not keep me away from Locho, and more importantly, getting this podcast done, (laughs) because I gotta actually get back on schedule. After all, we are just on the cusp of February, and February is anniversary month for Through the Palantir. And I have got a lost episode to get done, and another anniversary episode to make. So yeah, my work cut out for me. <laughs> Let's hope I actually get this done. I, that's going to be my goal for February, is get those anniversary stuff done. And one more episode besides that. Two if we're really lucky. Don't count on that anyway i think that covers everything of importance for what has been going on and uh let's go ahead and go into game news all right so in game news uh, there has been one update since the uh, update 9 there was a update 9.1 there was really nothing very major Uh, some some tweaks and fixes to instances and stuff There was nothing at all that really stood out as far as uh, from what I could tell. So there's not a whole lot to report on the Game News front. Things are still settling after Update 9 and uh, well, obviously Update 10 is gonna be this, the next project and the, and the instances which I believe you know, I wanna say they're coming in February actually is the uh, second half of the instance cluster for Riders of Rohan. So that's gonna be the next big thing that comes out and until we get more uh, dev diaries and stuff There's really not a whole lot to report on that front. Uh, The one thing I do want to say is that uh, as an addendum to the uh, main topic I had, I want to say on episode 38, where I talked a little bit about performance stuff, the one thing that I've done since then that I didn't actually go ahead and go back and re-record to add it in is the settings in LOTRO you can get some extra performance out of them, but you'll get a lot more performance boosts out of actually fiddling with your graphics card's primary settings. And for me, one of the things that I found that worked really well is to just go ahead and tell my graphics card to work at maximum performance rather than maximum quality. And that has made a noticeable improvement in the game and how fast things run. So, you know, I mean, this stuff's not all, you know, it's servers and everything, and I think we all know that. Even though we don't always like to admit when our machines and equipment and hardware just isn't adequate and such. But, you know, sometimes that's just what it is, and uh, for me, my my laptop is getting older. And, you know, one, it's a laptop that I'm using, and two, it's uh, getting close to three years old now. It's, uh, two and a half? No, no, it is, uh, three and a half now. So, yeah, it, it is becoming a little older, a little slower. And on top of that, it runs Vista. So, I mean, really, the, the deck is stacked against me. So, uh, most of that stuff can be corrected just by updating your system. But, uh, the literal graphics settings, you don't get nearly as much bang for your buck out of them as you will from just messing with the settings of your graphics card. And that's all I want to say there. Alright, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and, uh, anyway, uh, I don't have a main topic for this particular episode. Uh, I'm sorry, I just don't really have anything to, to say. No no excuses, I didn't plan anything, and I can't think of anything right now off the top of my head, so we're just going to go with no main topic. This is going to make it a, a shorter episode, but, uh, you know, that's just how it's going to have to go. So let, let's skip the main topic, we'll go straight to Player News. I actually haven't opened up this in a, about a week or so, and uh, the first thing I do have is uh, an email from Morlag, which I I got this email and I sent a reply back to it, but I actually have a reply to my reply now. And so it says, Hi Ivan! First off, I look forward to listening to the podcast every time it comes out. Thank you for continuing to produce it. I was wondering if you are planning on doing new roundtables for the Creep classes, not that they have gotten a pass from the devs. Keep up the good work, Saruk of Landrigal. Which, actually, Sarok is somebody that I fought on my captain, who recognized me when I was on my captain. So, uh, (laughs) bonus points for Sarok. And then I sent it back saying, I guess you missed the last episode because I just announced that I'm starting to plan for new roundtables and I'm accepting volunteers. And then the reply was, thanks for the reply, the podcast actually came out right after I sent that email and I would enjoy being on the War Leader Roundtable if you will have me. Thanks, Sarok. And then I've also got one from Andang, who is uh, saying that we need to go ahead and uh, he, he was reserving himself as a position for the Defiler Roundtable, which he actually reserved that back last year because he sent in an email, I don't remember exactly when, I think it was when I was getting close to putting out the third roundtable, I I, I want to say I was working on doing the Black Arrow Roundtable when I got his email back then. And that was when I was still in Cambodia. Ay ay. <laughs> um And he also says you should get on Middle Earth Network. Seriously, if it is good enough for Ted, Naismith, Jeff, Marie, and thousands of others, and it it's good enough for you. We also track data, and typically a site gains 500% traffic by coming on the network, and those numbers continue to grow in the long term. See you for Fellowship of the Creeps and a. Well, he broke the rule about not sending it twice. Um, <laughs> so he counts for what? Yeah, and Tang. I can't be angry with him. He, he did something hilarious to load reporter. He sent them uh, something that I, he said uh, episode 178, I think, is what he said it showed up on. But take a listen to that if you want to. And apparently, it's a motivational type thing sent for <coughs> poor Chris about his leveling and uh, done as if it was done by a Rokai. Yeah, that's interesting as it sounds. Okay, and then we've got another one from Sarok again, actually. It says, Hey Ivan, I've been doing some 1v1ing on my war leader, and I was wondering if you'd give me some tips. I do a keyboard turn. Do you think that is what's holding me back? Uh, then talks to trait setup, uh, corruptions, power for health 2, power for damage 2, physical mitigation 2, mastery boosts. Ah, uh, Race, Imposing Presence, Get a Grip, New Breed, Tireless Warrior, uh, Brutal Persuasion. Class is Power, Fearly, The Charge, Harsh Language, Improved Quitters, Improved Black Speech, Empowering, Shield Mastery, Audacity 11. As you can see, I do have several higher rank skills and traits that I bought with Sigils and terrain Points. I also run with a completely different build in Raids. I felt like I was limited by my power consumption most in my fights, thus, the extremely power heavy build. With this setup I have about 19k morale and 63 power. Any advice would be appreciated, thanks. And also sent some links to videos. So uh, that's very interesting actually. Because one of the fights that I had earlier today was against a lore master who was power draining me. And with my war leader I was literally laughing at him as he was power draining me. Now, unfortunately, I later took a pot shot at a burglar and also threw a bubble at a warg, which caused the other troops that were standing around there to uh, all turn and exterminate me, which I'll admit I deserved. <laughs> Even though I'm really sad because that, that lore master timed his stun perfectly and I didn't blow up that bird with a good crit from Black Speech. I wasn't able to get close enough to him after that to actually nail him. So it really messed me up. Ugh. But now that I find that building for having a power pool is... and this, is, this doesn't just apply to war leaders. this applies to most every class in the game really. Having a big power pool is not that helpful really. I, I think that power regen is what you really want to look for. Because a power pool is a finite resource, and it, it runs out. Power regeneration is the ability to use your skills continually and not have to worry about how big your power pool is. And this is where champions are. Champions, when they turn on fervor Stance, they have such great power regeneration that it doesn't matter what happens to their power pool. It doesn't slow them down because they, every five seconds they get this massive infusion of power from their regeneration tick because of how much regen they have, and they functionally don't run out of power i mean even when they're getting massively power drained they still can fire off skills because of how effective their regeneration actually is they can't do a whole lot mind you they are getting power and that, that that does mess you up but they still are very effective just because of how big each tick is And also, for them to actually have that much trouble, it requires multiple vectors of power draining. It's not going to be like a single spider throws the power drain on them and they're suddenly in trouble. No, it's more like they've got the Defiler flies and a spider and possibly even a Warg all working together to power drain them. So that's just how it goes. So looking at at the traits, the class trait, you've got Empowering slotted in and you've got Tireless Warrior so you should not have a whole lot of trouble with your actual power consumption. Uh, the one thing is that if you do not use the command post, then you do forego. I want to say, 180, you no know, 260 power regen, that's right, they changed it with Rohan, it went up finally. You, you forgo a fair chunk of power regeneration by not using the command post. The point defense is handy if you if that's what you got, but otherwise, you know, the command post in most situations is going to be superior, make sure you keep that thing down. The one thing to really be worried about is you've got to be disciplined with your skill use, and for the leader, the melee skills tend to be what are going to be the big draw on your power just because they have shorter cooldowns, and they tend to have pretty high power per damage uh, costs. So you don't get a whole lot of damage for how much power you spend in terms of the ratio. Uh, your your shouts, uh, particularly intimidating shout, they tend to be pretty good about giving you a lot of damage for power. Uh, the one exception being menacing roar, which is a very power-heavy skill that you want to be careful about using uh, too much of. I mean, it's it's a very good skill because of the debuff that it throws on and the fact that debuff stacks, but. You still need to be disciplined about when you're actually using that. If you're running into power trouble, then typically the best option is go into commander stance and focus on healing and using your two primary shouts. That's going to be pretty much indefinitely sustainable in terms of power. Sustaining your morale, on the other hand, can be another matter entirely. While you're doing that, but usually that that is a pretty solid way to go if you're having a whole lot of trouble. Uh, The other thing is that I notice you don't have a whole lot of improved damage from your corruptions and the damage does boost your healing output and the more healing you get per shot, it means that you don't have to spend as much power, uh, well one you get more healing for the amount of power that you spend because your power cost doesn't go up, but you don't have to spend more power to use a second heal because you've covered more ground with your single heal. The other nice thing is, by increasing your damage, you kill stuff faster. You don't need to worry about having as much power because the fight doesn't drag out as long, theoretically. Uh, also, the physical mitigation trait. Really, war leaders tend to do pretty good on physical mitigation. If I'm in the aura of command, which does not have any defensive boosts. I tend to be at I want to say 48% mitigation on most of those, uh, 46 on Valerian for the physical mitigations. I want to say I'm close to like 50 something ridiculous for the uh, column mitigation. If you turn on defensive aura, you should be at about 60% column mitigation, and I want to say like 50% for the Valerian and 50. Two for the other two physical mitigations. So you really don't need a whole lot more of that, and the, the boost you're going to get is not going to be that great, plus it means that you don't get nearly as much out of turning on defensive aura. So if you're going to do a mitigation trait, I would say go for tactical mitigation instead, because it is a fair bit lower for the tactical mit. But really, the war leader has uh, such high raw mitigation numbers that you suffer a lot from diminishing returns. I prefer not to use any mitigation traits just because the trade-offs are not very good. For myself, I do build a balanced mix between damage and health, and I know other people, they they like to build a lot of health. This is the first time I've really seen someone do a lot of power. I would say you might want to give throwing more damage in there a good try, just because doing more damage and getting more health from your heals tends to be a lot better than the mitigation. I mean, I mean, just think about it in terms of, it's like, I can prevent this much mitig- damage coming in by adding a mitigation, or I can add, you know, like, on a hundred more on my big heal that I'll get out of healing with that skill compared to the extra. 2 damage I'll, lives, damage I'll take out of every 100 that gets thrown out of me. It's really not a fair comparison. You get a lot more bang for your buck if you build for the improved healing. Uh, as far as the racial traits and the class traits, everything looks solid. Seems fine to me. Um, audacity obviously can be improved a couple, but until I take a look at the videos, I'm not going to have more to say, so I'm going to talk more about that. but. Uh, that is at least a little bit of, of theory crafting and stuff, and uh, at least something helpful to have in, in place of a main topic. <laughs> so, really, thank you, Sarok, for sending that email, because that actually helped give something of substance to the show. Okay, so uh, anyway, aside from that, I've got nothing on the blog itself, no comments, anything like that. The YouTube channel, nothing is turned up there that's worth reporting or, or that interesting. The only announcements to make are, of course, I'm still taking people that want to sign up early for the Creep Round so I mean, two people already signed up here and I just went over that. So, if you're interested in that, let me know. Just send an email will be the best way to do that, because then I'll be able to easily get back in touch with you when it comes time to, to get everything planned out and figure out schedules and all that stuff. And uh, If you want to get in touch with a different-, a different another way, then go right ahead, but uh, email is what I would recommend. And, uh, I suppose if you want to send something in anticipation of the anniversary, you know, like, uh, an email, a recorded voice message, something like that, then go right ahead, it should be the third anniversary of Through the Palantir, no, it's not right, second anniversary, third year of Doing Through the Palantir, that's right, yeah, still two years of doing the podcast. It's impressive, nonetheless. Most podcasts don't make it that long, just simple attrition. And how many make it to two years without having made it to 50 episodes? I mean, come on. We're breaking new ground all the time here on through the Palantir. Uh, the one other thing is that, with all the, the playing of other games that I was doing these last couple weeks, really this last week, I was actually starting to think about you know trying to diversify the blog a little bit, Uh, The podcasts, I still want to keep Lotro focused, but the blog is kind of stagnant right now. I mean, it basically updates whenever a new episode comes out, and that's about it. So, I was thinking about trying to add some more sections and topics to the blog, and talk about other games and random stuff there, and, and really turn it into a proper blog, and not just an archive of podcast episodes. So... If you got any thoughts on that, if you think it's a good idea or not, I'd like to have some feedback on that before I go ahead, because right now it's just an idea that I'm kicking around in my head, and uh, you know, I'm just curious to, to know if anyone would be interested in that right now, of the current listener base. So just uh, throwing that out there right now, we'll see what comes of it, and you know, I'm going to be thinking about it more myself, and uh, I might decide it's a good or bad idea all on my own, but you No. Know, here's an opportunity for you to actually contribute and throw some stuff out and uh, influence how that's going to go. And if I do diversify that, that's only going to be for the blog. The podcast will remain Lotro-focused and will not change in that regard in in those respects. Anywho, to send an email, you will need to send it to the address through throughthepalantir at gmail.com, where I will receive it and I will read it. If you want to find a blog, you can go to www.throughthepalantir.blogspot.com and you will suddenly find yourself on the blog. From the blog, you can find links to get to Twitter and to Facebook. If you don't want to use the links, then you can go to Twitter and look for ttpalantir at twitter.com and you'll get there. Uh, For Facebook, there is no easy way to put that URL in. So just search for Through the Commentary on Facebook and you will find us. Just be forewarned that Mathroom is in charge of updating the Facebook page, and he hasn't done anything with the podcast in over a year or so. Anyway, that is all for this particular episode. It's a little bit short, it's a little bit late, but you know what, we'll deal with it. And uh, that's all for that I've got right now. Uh, hopefully we'll have some more stuff coming out soon, and creep round tables and all that stuff and they're going to be just around the corner so you should be looking forward to a an interesting start to the year once that whole project gets rolling but in the meantime just remember that you have been incapacitated by a podcast goodbye From our sp- <laughs> no sponsors today. No, I can't think of anything right now. I'm a little too tired, it's a little too late. Let's just go ahead and get started. There was this uh, this fast that was going on at the, the church, and I decided to participate, and I did a three-day total fast where I went without food and without uh, turning on electronics or anything for three days, and the, the food part was miserable. The, the electronics part was, yeah, whatever. Just another thing. But uh, it it was good for me because you you can do fasts for religious reasons. This is why I did it. But uh, fasts are also actually helpful for just maintaining decent health because it is a good way to actually flush out your entire digestive and gastrointestinal system. And, you know, it's good to do that once in a while. Just clean out the whole thing and make sure it's all flushed. And basically, the way you do that is either you don't put anything in, or you put in so much water that everything comes out. So, I, the choice is yours, but it is actually something that has some health benefits to it. And the only reason I mention that is because I did bring that up on the actual <laughs> YouTube video sessions, because we recorded, I want to say, no, two days after I'd finished, so I was still very, very happy about being able to eat again, and so, unfortunately, I let my mouth slip there, and, well, might as well just explain it a little bit further on the podcast, because that's what I tend to do. I tend to leave things abbreviated when I'm talking about what I've done on the YouTube show, and talk for hours when I get to the podcast. I need help. (laughs) Maybe. And being still on Vista, you know, that's just... That's just something that i've I've had to deal with for these past years. Um, I get shunned in social circles and stuff. Uh, if I go to a football game, it's better to wear the jersey of the away team and you know be be shunned for that reason than to let people know that I'm still on vista and be completely ostracized from society uh, Cripples, beggars, and buskers stop me on the street, give me money and say. Get yourself on a real system. Life is miserable right now, but it doesn't have to be this way. Even Chris can do it, and so can you. So, now I'm working on getting myself to the point where I can buy a new machine, which should take care of a lot of my personal issues with the game of two frames a second while I'm in the middle of a raid versus raid battle. And I gotta do a lot of editing on that. Anywho, if you want to send us an email, you can send that to throughthepalantir at gmail.com and I will get it. To find the blog, go to www.throughthepalantir.com. Oh, not not yet. Or you can just do the at uh, ttpalantir <laughs> and uh, the, the twitter.com and all that stuff. Anyway, that's all for this time. Good luck. But in the meantime, once all that stuff gets rolling...